0: Cedar Point's Frontier Festival is back and brimming with new flavor. From May 26th through June 19th, this Old West-inspired street fest will fill Cedar Point with live bands, nightly hoedowns, and a hubbub of family activities. Yup, you'll find wheelbarrows packed with sunflowers and characters straight out of the Frontier. But you'll also discover 25 cherry-inspired dishes and over 65 cocktails, seltzers, and beers. Get all the fix-ins plus savings to boot with the Frontier Festival Bundle, which includes admission, parking, and a tasting card. Only at CedarPoint.com.
1: All right, the Michiana People Podcast is back. In this episode, I'm talking to Justin Flagel. Now, Justin is a fellow podcaster and a wonderful writer. Make sure to check out Anywhere the Needle Drops on their website, their Facebook page, and Justin's podcast. It's a really neat website that talks a lot about music and a lot about community. Justin has written a lot of great blog articles, and he has uh, also done some newspaper writing. Check out his story. It's very interesting, and he's also just a really neat guy. I've had the pleasure of getting to hang out with him and his fiance say several times now and it's been a great time As far as the state of the podcast I when I started the podcast I had uh, planned on putting out a weekly episode. I've realized now almost a year into it that doing that and having a job and keeping everybody happy at home makes it impossible. So I can't guarantee a weekly broadcast of the podcast. But I can guarantee when I do put out the podcast, there will be a very interesting episode and inspiring people that I'm talking to. So I would expect probably at least uh, one episode per month. And when I get a lot of good guests, you may see them weekly for a while and I may drop off for a couple of weeks, but uh, the podcast is very much alive and you will be hearing the best that Michiana has to offer when I'm able to talk to him. Thanks for supporting me and thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure you tell your friends, there's good stuff to be heard. Have you heard about the Hall of Heroes Comic Con? Well, Elkhart is having its own Comic Con. I don't know how to say Comic Con. Comic Con? Comic Con. So anyway, Comic-Con, that's what it is as I missay it throughout the rest of this read, you'll know what it is. Brought to you by the Hall of Heroes Super Museum and Secret Door Games, this will be a Comic-Con to remember with guests like Dean Cain from the popular TV show Lois and & Clark and Frank and Trace from Mystery Science Theater 3000 along with some great animators. There will be a cosplay contest, a free movie with the MSTK3 guys, and much, much more. The Comic-Con will take place at the Lerner Theater in Elkhart on March 11th and 12th. Head over to the hohcomiccon.org. It's hohcomiccon.org to get more details and get tickets. A two-day pass is only 30 bucks. What a deal. If you think that's great, how about free tickets? Yeah, that's what I said, free tickets. I know people, and I got two two two-day passes for this great Comic-Con. That's a $60 value. I'm going to run a contest on Facebook and Twitter. All you have to do is share any post on the Michiana People Podcast Facebook page or retweet any tweet from the Michiana People Podcast Twitter account and that gets you an entry for the tickets. Follow me on both platforms and enter once per day through February 17th, and I will tabulate everything on the 17th and announce a winner. That's right. Share any post or, a- or retweet any tweet of mine once per day and get an entry f- for the two-day pass for two people. What a great price, and I'll tell you a little bit more about how I got it. Just as an aside, at Ignition Garage this um, Saturday on the twenty eighth, Viseria and Moxie are going to be playing. I don't, I, I haven't seen Moxie yet, but I've seen Viseria, and it's one of the greatest rock bands I've seen in years. It's fifteen bucks for a ticket. Ignition Music is a fabulous venue. Go to Ignition Music and just type in Ignition Music uh, on the Google bar and you'll find them or look look up their Facebook page. You can get tickets right from there. If you like rock and roll, and I know you kids do, get out there and see and Moxie and I'll be there. So you can say hi to me. I will be the one who's tall. Mapletronics is a sponsor, and I've got a bunch of stuff to read here, but I'd rather say that uh, I've worked for Mapletronics for over 11 years, and we are the folks who make your network work. Give us a call if you want to get in front of your network instead of always waiting for your network. Mapletronics is the people to talk to. You can call me personally at 574 537 5838. Or you can shoot me an email at scurtis at mapletronics.com. I can come out and talk to you about your network, and we can do a free network evaluation with absolutely no strings attached. So give that a shot. About the tickets. I got the tickets from my friend Grant at Vala Marketing. And if you've listened to the podcast at all, you know I do a read for Vala Marketing every single podcast. And the reason why is because Grant put together my website he consults with me, he finds me guests. He, I, I've, I've never given, given him a dime and he just helps me. But he's in business to help people get people in the door. So what he does is he makes really nice websites. He takes charge of your social media. He does viral videos. He makes your business viral. He's part of this uh, Comic-Con, this Hall of Heroes Comic-Con, and he asked me if I wanted to get tickets to give away. And I said, sure, and he said he'd try. Well, he messaged me a few days ago and said, I got you a couple tickets to give away. So the reason why I got them is because Grant gets in there, he does great work, he has a wonderful reputation, He can build your website. He can build your social media. He can make people come to you instead of you trying to go out and get them. Give Grant a call at 574-606-6696 and check out the Vala Marketing Facebook page and their website to see the things that they do. Vala Marketing is V-A-L-A and then Marketing. Very easy to find and a wonderful thing. So here is episode 45 with Justin Flagel. I hope you like it. Well, thanks for coming all the way to Mishwaka, Justin. Totally. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. The first thing I wanted to ask you about is anywhere the needle drops, mm-hmm. um, how it started and everybody that's involved and how what's changed and what's evolved with it. So, sure. So, how, how did you get that started? So, that's a, a long story. Well, first, I want to point out that I deserve,
0: I, I, I need to credit the mm-hmm. name. Uh, I stole from Natalie Merchant. Okay. If you know who she is. Oh, yeah. Um, probably eight years ago, she did a, an interview on NPR about, I think it was her children's album sh- um, she'd put out. Uh-huh. And she was talking about a certain type of sound that she was aiming for anywhere on the album. Right. And she, so I, she said something along the lines of, anywhere you drop the needle or something like uh-huh. that. And I was like, oh, hey, that's <laughs> a cool name. I'm going to stick that in the back of my mind. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Natalie, if you're out there
1: yeah you know ten thousand maniacs
0: exactly yep. yeah yeah <laughs> so and you should come on both of our shows
1: yeah yeah she you should know? <laughs> yeah
0: so uh started off as a blog mm-hmm. um and basically
1: just a place for me to talk about whatever i wanted to talk about right um now let's go back just a little bit more okay. um when did you start getting passionate about writing Oh, my whole life. Okay. Even when I was a kid, I was writing stories. Mm -hmm. You know, I
0: still have stacks of books and whatnot I wrote when I was a child. Uh Uh-huh. Cool. So, yeah. And so that was, I mean, I've been a blogger. I was a blogger before blogging was a term. Right. You know, I was in the old LiveJournal days. uh, And all the Zangas and all. I was Uh all into that kind of thing. Right. And, uh, yeah, this was just sort of an extension of that, but with more of a getting into the idea of writing for... The public, right. specific purpose, that sort of a thing, uh-huh. opposed to just my diary of weird teenage thoughts, right. you know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's that. That's great. I I also did a lot of writing as a youngster, and it was mostly short stories and poetry. And my favorite teacher from high school was uh, Mr. Flat and. If you know me in high school, I was like in the bottom 20% yeah. graduating. I just, I just didn't, I didn't do high school, but A's and everything that had to do with literature and English. Sure, it was just yeah. straight A's. And, and he said, you should really get into writing. Uh, and, uh, you know, I never, I didn't do any writing from the time I graduated till couple years ago yeah and i've done some blog posts and i've done some stuff for my company and things like that but i really really enjoy it yeah yeah, yeah it's and i've a, got a daughter that enjoys it too so that's she, cool yeah yeah well um
0: Kristen, um you've met my fiance right. she uh she's a writer she's actually she has a journalism degree she went to school for mm-hmm. it and it's funny because um you know she's working in well now she's working in graphic design uh-huh uh, doing that sort of thing, but she has this writing and journalism degree and, um, I just sort of, I, you know, been kind of just making it up as I go. Right. And, you know, uh, it's worked okay so yeah. far, you yeah. know, I got the newspaper gig for a while. Yeah. And so, yeah, Yeah,
1: I like your stuff.
0: Yeah. I, you know, it's been, the newspaper thing was really nice because I got in front of a wider audience than mm-hmm. I've been in front of before. Right. And I would get feedback everywhere i go i'd be at my day job and someone would be like don't you write for the thing uh, and i love the way you tell a story i'm like that you know that's the greatest thing in the, in the world here oh, yeah. so yeah. you know yeah
1: yeah that's fantastic yeah so when did the uh, podcast element start with anywhere the needle drops
0: uh so are you familiar with all songs considered npr yes that is That's long been my, probably my favorite show, Mm -hmm. uh, favorite podcast. If I had a dream that I could somehow accomplish, it would be to work with those folks. Yeah. Bob Boylan and Uh all those folks. Um, you know, I listened to that show and for a while I thought, well, I would love to do my own version of that, Mm -hmm. you know, get some people to sit around and talk about music we like. Um, And then one day, uh, I went to school with the guys from Hero Junior. I don't know if you are familiar with that. No, I'm not. They're from Bridgman originally. Now they're based out of Indianapolis. Great Mm bands. Really good guys. Uh, Evan Hoy is the uh, leader of the band. And he and his brother, uh, his brother's no longer in the band, but they were originally in the band with some other guys. Mm -hmm. And um, just great, great guys. That They'd come home and do these hometown shows. And I would always go check them out. Well, when I really had this idea of doing a show in my mind, I don't even remember if I planned it, but I was sitting at the show watching, watching him with Kristen. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to go talk to them and see if they would be up for an interview. Uh-huh. And it was just like that, you yeah. Know? And then, um, they said, sure. And then I was like, oh, I need to figure out how to do this now. Cause I have no idea how to make a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I do not even know if, I mean, podcasting hadn't quite hit yet. Like WTF wasn't as big. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. It was still, it was going at that point, but it wasn't as big, but, um, you know, I worked at Radio Shack, so I'm like, well, I'll buy some mics. And yep. <laughs> I mean, somehow I'll get this stuff all hooked together right. with my knowledge I have there. And uh, I met them in Bridgman. I think they were in town for the holidays in mm-hmm. my mom's basement in Bridgman. <laughs> Set up all this equipment, you know, on my mom's bar and uh, <laughs> we did a show <laughs> and went from there. And I was yeah. like, oh, I did one. I guess I need another interview for next month. And. Mm-hmm
1: on we went right yeah yeah it's it, it, the whole podcasting thing is you don't know it until you do it but it's you get so much more from it than you ever expected because oh, yeah everybody you talk to you just you, you take away something sure yeah and um when i started i just i really i had been passionately listening to podcasts for a few years, and I thought, well, let's let's do something local, and yeah. let's you know, let's mix it up and uh, get a wide range of uh, guests. And all they have to do is have some sort of a positive story, and yeah. I'll talk to them. And it, it it's really it's really become uh, much more than I expected.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. it's a cool thing because um, I don't know if you get this, but I'll have moments when I'm doing an interview or you get that thing where you, after you talk for a few minutes with them, you sort of click into a, you like you've, you've broken the ice and you just click into that mode. In the back of my mind, I I had this thought where I'm like, oh, we're there. Okay, cool. And then it just flows from there and it's so much fun. And to have been able to do that with, um, I mean, not only all 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 like the great local artists or, you know, other local people I've interviewed, but you know, I've gotten to interview some musicians or other people that Mm -hmm. I'm huge fans of. I mean, you know, I've been on a hiatus for a while, but one of my last episodes was uh, Br'er Rabbit of the Flowbots. Yeah. And to sit on the phone and chat with right. Br'er Rabbit, let alone, you know, make a show out of it, was right. fantastic. And then, of course, Roger Klein, who's my been my favorite musician since I was 14 years yeah. old. You yeah, know? So, um, it's the, been cool. That
1: episode with uh, Br'er Rabbit, I actually, um, I listened through that twice because what he's doing to break down barriers and... And go into these towns that yeah just don't just don't have black people yep and they don't know how to how to treat them they don't they don't know what to do yeah and by the time they leave they're totally on the same page. they're all getting oh, yeah. yeah and that's the
0: thing that's they, they I was are, so inspired by that episode yeah that I mean was so cool they're they're um they're connecting people who think they have differences that really don't there's no difference right. there they just don't know it yet right you know? right yeah.
1: And that's actually, that's one of the reasons why I am not going to take any sort of a bent on my podcast. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be liberal. I'm not going to be conservative. Sure. I'm, I'm inviting everybody. And the funny thing is, if you sit across from somebody and talk to them long enough, you're going to find things that you have in common. Yeah. And you're going to find out that no matter how different they are from you, you you can actually find something in common and actually, yeah. actually have some a sympathetic, relationship with them sure and and it's uh that that's what i hope comes across and and yeah. and you know listen listening through yours i mean you you talk to a wide range of uh you know musicians and 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 people and local people and people uh, that are national musicians and it's just so funny once you get that conversation going it's like
0: everyone's it's, just a person yeah yeah,
1: yeah. And I think if I, my hope is, and I've said this so many times, my hope is that I hope that somebody listens to this and they hear somebody I'm talking to that is totally different from them and they go out and actually just talk to somebody. Yeah. And instead of, because we're in a, you know, we're in a climate right now where we only surround ourselves with like-minded people Yeah. and we just keep parroting each other's talk and, and it's that you don't you don't grow and you don't learn from that.
0: Yeah, I think the technology, you know, it's one of those double-edged swords because yeah, we are able to hide in these little holes right. of our own making to see what we want to see, but right. with, you know, podcasting, yeah, we have the ability to go out and create these stories and mm-hmm. make these, you know, have these conversations that people can hear and then right. connect with and right. yeah, I'm with you. I I think that's totally the case. Uh I have talked to very few people that I am entirely opposed to, even though we may have disagreements, we should do this thing this way, this thing that way.
1: Um,
0: Generally, it's all coming from the same place. It's just maybe different ideas of how to get to that place. Right,
1: right. Yeah,
0: um, and I think that's the power of podcasting. You yeah, know, you can. It's taking conversations and putting them out there for yeah. everyone to hear.
1: Yeah, and when you get into a podcast like you mentioned, uh, Maren's podcast, WTF, uh, I used to pick and choose the episodes I wanted to listen to because I knew the person he was talking to. Yeah, and then I just got to a point. Well, whoever he's talking to, it's going to be a good story. It's
0: always good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there are people I have no idea who it was, and I'm just like, well, I'll click it on And a lot of times, I would. When I initially what I would do is if I didn't recognize the name, I'd still want to listen to his intro. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, I never switched off of it before the person started talking and yeah. then I'd be like, oh, this is actually kind of interesting, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah, yeah.
1: And Mark's intros are are some of my favorites because he lives in the same zone that I do. We're, we're almost exactly the same age, and yeah. and he he has all the uh, the the same oddities about his personality that I do. So it's kind yeah. of fun.
0: <laughs> you know, someone I would really love to sit down with, and I don't know if I ever could pull it off, but um, you know, up in Michigan, our local congressional representative is uh, Fred Upton. Uh huh. And you know, I um. I'm only a step removed from Fred Upton and my grandmother knows him, Uh. but um, I have been very vocally critical of him uh-huh. over the years uh, and I've also you know when he's done things I like I've uh, you know he's been a huge supporter of Ibrahim Parlak I don't know if you know his story but Upton's um, done good things and so mm-hmm. I try to give him props some one of those things but I've been very pretty clear on my opposition to him on most things yeah. so I don't think he'd ever come talk to me even yeah. though the show itself is not political but uh-huh. I would love to sit down with someone like him who I have had so, so much
1: disagreement with right. from afar uh-huh. and really
0: talk and see right. where we come together see where
1: you can find the commonality, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, because it's it's always there. Yeah, it is. I mean they they have to be totally nuts, or you have to be totally nuts, not to find something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yep. great. So you've, as far as the podcast goes, you've got a ton of episodes. Do you have any that stick out that just kind of just changed your life, or or made you see things different, or yeah. Just, just those wow experiences.
0: I mean, definitely on the wow experience, the two I've already mentioned, mm-hmm. um, you know, Roger Klein, again, I'm 35 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 14 when I first started listening to his music. Yeah. And uh, he, he's been my top favorite musician for 20 years of my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, longer than I've done pretty much anything else in my life, I've been following his music. So to actually go to Chicago and sit in the green room and talk with him was a mind-blowing experience. And then to get to talk to him again on a second episode was Mm -hmm. even, you know, cooler. Um, And the same with Bear Rabbit. Um, But, you know, I mean, I've gotten... I think the, the best experience for me has been, again, getting into that mode where you just sort of click in and get to understanding people and getting yeah. them to reveal a bit of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had some cool experiences. Uh, Justin Wells, when he was still with Fifth on the Floor, he's mm-hmm. also been on the show a couple of times, but right. the first time he was on, when the band was still together, they had come to Mishawaka to play. Mm-hmm. And our original place to to record didn't work out too well. The The owner of the bar they were playing wasn't real friendly to the idea of us doing it there. So uh-huh. we tried to go somewhere else. It was too loud. We ended up in his van. Yeah. <laughs> and so here we are sitting in his tour van, you know, the equipment still loaded in the back. And he's uh-huh. in the driver's seat. I'm in the passenger seat. And the recorder's just sort of wedged between us. Right. You know, we're just close shoulder to shoulder in this, because in this, he's a big guy. Uh-huh. And uh, just, you know, just chatting in the van. <laughs> <downtown> yeah. <Michigan. laughs> so.
1: Yeah, I've recorded a couple of mine in bars and uh, in, in public spots. And, you know, as you know, the sound is always the hardest thing yeah. to, to figure out there. The first one I did, I just used my recorder. And, and then I said, well, that's probably not the best way to do it in a public place because those mics just pick up everything. Oh, and yeah. Then I got lapel mics. And I did a whole interview with the recorder set on mono instead of st- stereo and it's a dual mic, so it was only picking up one mic. Yeah. Uh fortunately it was my guest mic. Um oh, yeah. so it was <laughs> it was me that was low, but I was still coming through their mic. So you know, it was one of those that took two hours to get oh. get everything right because yeah. I was so low, I was like a whisper. Yeah. Some
0: of those <laughs> I've had some of those recording nightmares where you just yeah. get the episode back and you're like, oh wow, I have to figure out <laughs> how to make this, you yeah. know, somewhat palatable. And, you know, you get there. Uh, I don't. I didn't get into this to do the audio engineering. Right, I, same. I mean, if I could, if I had any money to pay anybody to do that, yeah. I would, in a heartbeat, <laughs> hear edit, catch yeah. the sound, run the sound while we're recording, please right. do. right? But, um, I mean, you know, like trying to simultaneously... Monitor sounds mm-hmm. and navigate, uh, maintain a conversation. I mean, you, yep. you, we have to lead the conversation. Yep. So to do yep. those two things together, it's just you know, it's yep. like, oh, does he sound great? And, uh-huh. um, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. yeah. I I try not to I try not to obsess too much because. Everything can be done in post. So it, it, after after the interview's done, if something doesn't sound so great, I I know how to get rid of it. So I sure. can I I I used to put like headphones on and monitor everything, and but that just takes you out of it for me. Yeah, and and so I I can't do it that way anymore. Yeah. Did you um?
0: Did you just teach yourself the tech stuff that you learned? By yeah, the I, I bought a much? book. Sure. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, right. there was
1: there was a podcasting book, and it told you. The thing I liked about the book it was uh, really how to do it on a budget. Yeah. Because if you if you go to if you look up how to podcast on websites and stuff like that, you know your initial outlay is like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. And <laughs> and this guy was like, yeah, you can do it for less than five hundred easy. Oh yeah. And and uh, he that little Roland recorder I have, he said that's all you need if you're if you if, if you're just starting, just get that. And I I got a few extras, but I con my place of business. And the buying, buying the stuff. so Yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, you know, I hear their name every episode, yeah. so it seems to be working for them. Yeah, I think they're getting their money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> I would say so. Yeah.
1: Yep. But yeah, I um, I knew absolutely nothing. I I work in technology, but I only know enough to be dangerous, and sure. I knew nothing about audio. And so, yeah, I, I got the book. I read it very carefully and highlighted stuff and uh, did pretty much everything this guy said. And then... You know, I've added a couple things like these, uh, these, uh, cardoid mics. I, I got these because I had those audio technicas before and these, these have a little bit better sound, sure, uh, yeah. a little bit warmer. So I got that for when I'm recording in here and I just take those with me. I got a go bag so I can just throw the mixer in there and go. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, what
0: was it for you that, you know prompted you i mean obviously you said you wanted to do something local something positive bent. but what was it to you that said i want to do a podcast
1: well i mean if if you take it if you take it back and get brutally honest i was uh after during raising my kids and um soon after they were going to college and stuff like that I became a pretty archie bunkerish type person um, and I was not I wasn't getting along with anybody sure and I wasn't getting along with my wife uh, kids and I were okay because they were out of the house most of the time sure, but yeah. <laughs> um, and I just I I kind of looked back at myself and I said you know I don't like what I see and I need to change so that I don't become this bitter old man. And so I was, so first of all, I started working on that. I started being a more sympathetic person. I started listening to people instead of just talking. And, yeah. um, and I'm also a, a, a really, really big introvert. So going out and asking people to be on a podcast was was a challenge. Yeah. And I'm an introvert, but I also really like to get the adrenaline rush and I all I, I like to I like to be put in the uncomfortable situations. See,
0: I think that's one thing you and I have in common because yeah. you do the stand-up thing too. Right. Uh, I just did a um I've got a a very tiny Patreon uh campaign that mm-hmm. I run to help with the podcast and the other projects. And I just posted a thing to them the other day about uh how, you know, for me, I am terrified every single time. And I'm doing yeah. this trivia event at the Brass I know. Uh-huh. And Kristen was giving me a hard time because she's like, You're always in a, you know, not a foul mood, but you're always down before you go to that. Yeah. And I said, Yeah, because I'm terrified. Yeah. And it's people, you know, you get out there and I don't, a lot of people seem surprised when I tell them that. But um, every single time I get <laughs> up there,
1: it's just like,
0: All right, you know, yep, I got to, yep. I got to do this. Thing. I mean,
1: you got the flop sweat going. And yep. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. But there's it, a rush it, to it, right? There's and then, a rush. Or
0: just the accomplishment of like, Okay, you face down that fear, you live through it. Yep. You know. Yep.
1: So. Well, it makes you feel alive. It's yeah. it's like bungee jumping. You know, yeah. it's it's really yeah. it's really just it, it's an adrenaline rush. It gets all the senses working, and it, when you get my age, you need it. So you know, I was I I I saw myself as uh, a person I didn't like. So I worked on changing that, and then. Things got better and the next step was, well, what else can I do? Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to do the stuff that I thought, that I thought would help the community. Um, and just, just help others. And every time I got into like a service club or, or st- anything like that, I did like Kiwanis and Rotary and stuff like that. I just didn't feel like it just didn't feel real to me. Um, and it didn't feel like, um, Service clubs were doing enough service. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was either breakfast or lunch, and there, it was mostly a social thing. Sure, and yeah. and I, uh, I, I really loved it when we would go to um, go somewhere and uh, clean it, clean up somebody's house or clean up a yard. Or we went to St. Vincent de Paul and helped them uh, a few times, and my wife and I have done it on our own a couple times. And it, yeah. do, doing that, doing that kind of stuff, I like doing the work. And the, and the other thing is as soon as you join one of those service clubs, is they put you in charge of something.
0: Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and there's not- <laughs> short-term volunteers, right? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And and it's not necessarily something you want to do. Like, I, in the Kiwanis, they put me in charge of the Memorial Day Parade. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, how's this helping? You know, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the podcast, I felt like, man, you know, there's the, the music scene in the Michiana area is uh, getting very good. And... Some fantastic bands out there. They're as good as anybody national. Oh yeah. And I thought, man, if I can do anything to to help their career, that would be great. There's people with a voice. There's people with uh, that are out there doing great things. Let's you know, let's highlight them. And if a couple people hear and act on it, and yeah. then that's my community service. So definitely. Yeah. And
0: uh, you know, you said um, you know at your age, something that's something you need. I think that's something that everyone needs at every age. Because right. Right. I've never, I've never had a career dream, or uh-huh. like I, I, am, I am not made for the for the career driven world we live in, uh-huh. and so I have stumbled throughout my life mm. when it comes to that sort of a thing, right. and um, finding my way into this this stuff, uh, mm. both in you know the writing, the podcasting, the other you know the other creative outlets, and and then also um, getting myself involved in the community and. You know, other ways mm. that speak to me beyond you know some of those service clubs right. and that kind of a thing. Right. Uh, that has helped me not only uh, fulfill some of those needs, but kind of find my way through those things. Exactly. And I don't make a ton of money, you know, uh-huh. or anything like that. But um, I am much happier, you know, for it. And luckily, right. um, the income I make at my my day job and that Kristen makes. Uh, you know, doing what she does allows me to work part time to do these other things that I want to do. Right, and um, I, you know, it's um, you become more of a whole person when you're out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think, uh, you know, creation is an important thing. Um, you know, because creation is. I, I don't know if you know the Creative Pep Top, uh, Creative Pep Talk podcast. But um, I'm stealing totally from Andy J. Miller, so I uh-huh. apologize. But he he was saying that um, being creative is the is the exact opposite of violence because yeah. violence is about destruction and mm-hmm. creating uh, art or whatever is flying right in the face of that. It's rebelling against that. Right. So right. Uh, yeah, I think everyone should be out there um, making stuff You're right for right. themselves. For, yeah.
1: Whomever, just right stuff, you know, and fi- finding that way to do it, you yeah. know, it, it's it's hard sometimes because you know I I have no musical talent whatsoever, yeah. and but I love music, and you know I've tried, and I just I I think if I plunked at a guitar long enough, I could probably figure figure out more than a few chords that I know, yeah, but I just don't have the desire, yeah. I, and and it's the work. fun and one thing about listening to music as a non-musician is it's so exciting and so pure all the time you're not trying to pick out how they're doing their lead riff sure. or anything like that. You're just you're just totally in the moment with every song. Yep, yeah. you're on the journey. Yeah. yeah. I I understand that uh, I, I recommended a band to you, Viseria. Yeah. Apparently you like them a little bit. I huh? did.
0: In fact, I was listening <laughs> to them uh, on the way over here. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you've ever had one of those moments where somebody um, suggests something to you, uh-huh. and it's almost kind of like, oh, God, now I've got to go check it out he- because... They're going to ask me about it later right. on, right? And, yep. <laughs> and I've had two moments that I can think of. Um, one, there was, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Once. No. Um, that's a piece of art that changed my life. Uh-huh. And that was one of those things where I was at the box factory for the arts in St. Joe. I used to volunteer there. Uh-huh. And a lady there said, hey, you should check this movie out. And I was like, oh, man, I don't have time to watch that. I've got other movies I want to see let alone find the time to see this one that I've never heard of that you want me to see Mm -hmm. but I was like yeah sure I'll check it out you know Um, (laughs) and so you know I I put that cynicism aside and I took the time to sit down and watch it and again literally changed my life I mean I have a piece of writing I wrote right after watching it about what the movie did for me. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about that when you told me about Viseria because I was like, oh, you know, I should check out that band, but I've got other stuff going on in front of yeah. me. Well, I'm working in the office, and I've got music I know on. Uh-huh. I can go to their bandcamp page and at least put that on in the background. I don't right. I sit there and like focus on it. So I did that, and I was like, this is really good. Yeah. So I actually, <laughs> before I even moved on from the album I had turned on, and I'd only gotten a song or two, and I bought it. Uh-huh. I was like, well, that was really good. I wonder what the next album sounds like. Started playing it, yeah. immediately bought it. Right. And then I d- the cycle through the entire Bandcamp collection, everything that they have, I purchased within uh, about, you know, 35 minutes. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a band. You know, I I get so excited when I find bands like this. They were doing a showcase at Ignition Music with uh, Shiny Shiny Black and Carrie Lynch. Yeah. And uh, I didn't, I knew Shiny Shiny Black. I didn't know the other two. Carrie Lynch was great. She's kind of a I mean she's just straight up country but really good but Carrie came on first and then Viseria, and it was just like one of those things like I was like 14 again sure. discovering the who yeah. you know it was like holy cow and the great thing about them when you when you see them if if you listen closely to their music or you see them live um it could be one of those things where the the singer is the the focal point of the band and it's all about her yeah and it's not the case i mean they it's one of those things where the uh the the whole is way more than some of its parts so and if you really listen to their rhythm section it's it's their bass player and their drummer It reminds me more of John Whistle and Keith Moon than just about any band I've ever heard. Sure. Yeah, yeah. and they're great.
0: They are. And, you know, there's so much of a variety there in that library, too. I mean, uh, if you had not told me, if I had been looking at their page, I would have thought that, you know, from one EP to the next album was two entirely different bands.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, So the fact that that's all the same group is just amazing. Yeah.
1: For some reason, I get a Nick Cave vibe from a little them. bit yeah, yeah yeah yep, yeah and nick cave i mean you can go from one album of nick caves to the next and it's totally different sure. but i just get you know there's a darkness there uh just a little bit of darkness but you know there's a lot of beauty in it too yeah. so it's, it's it's really probably a little more really optimism cool. than nick
0: cave but yeah. But yeah yeah well, definitely, definitely still acknowledging the darkness yeah so. yeah
1: it doesn't it doesn't take much to get more optimistic than nick cave <laughs> you ever see that movie um what
0: is the one he did the score for, that Australian Western? Oh, I think I did. I think
1: – I don't know what it's called. It but the P. the Yeah.
0: So, I, that movie, I forgot how depressing that movie was. Yeah, and yeah. Then a couple months back, I was like, oh, we should watch this movie, Kristen. Right. I had to turn to her and apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Brought the whole weekend down just yeah. watching that one movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah
1: it, it, he's he's definitely one of a kind. Yeah my brother my brother's really big into him, and i um uh, some of his early bad seed stuff is a lot more punky and uh I really like that sometimes, and sometimes I like the later stuff where it's just him and the piano and he's he's definitely a wild guy yeah 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 so what do you what what else do you got going on? Well, so right
0: now, um, I, as you're probably aware, the Anywhere the Needle Drops podcast has been on something of a hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of things happened there. Um, I was getting a little burnt out. Um, just, you know, as you know, it's it's a ton it's of work. It's freaking hard. It is. It's really yeah. hard, you know, finding interviews, mm-hmm. um, getting it all set up. Then you have to do the recording, you have to do the editing, the yeah. posting, and I mean, you can put so much time into it. And um not that I'm in it for money, but I'm not making any money off right. of it. So that time becomes, you know, yeah. uh, uh, something of a valuable resource right. because there's other things that time needs to be used for right. as well. right. And um, plus I was just, um, you know, I had done so many interviews over and over again asking kind of the same questions. I really needed to step back from it. Yeah. So um, I did that. And um you know, I'm um, I'm hoping to bring it back this year. I, my goal is to do 12 episodes, you mm-hmm. know, once a month. Uh, maybe not once a month, but 12 episodes regardless. Yeah. Um, this crossing we're doing here will be sort of the debut of that. Uh-huh. And I've got some other things in mind with that. Um, but I'm just going to kind of take that slow and casual and see what evolves from it naturally. Because I right. really want to avoid falling back into the hole I was in at the end of, yeah. you know, where I, right. I left off. Um, but the thing I keep finding my time most recently, I'm working on a show, a new show, called Mambo Sauce. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you know the Moore Brothers. Um, yeah. Um. Uh, Tom Moore of the Moore Brothers. I don't know. He's, one,
1: one, of, one of them plays harmonica, and the other one's the, yep. the guitar guy. That's yeah. Tom, yeah. Bl- Tom's, bluesy guy. Yeah, yep. Tom's yeah. the
0: harmonica player. I've known him for years. Uh,
1: He's so, a big boy. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's at least as tall as me. I think he's he taller. Is, yeah, yeah, he <laughs> is.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's, uh, he, I got to know him at um, the Woodfire up in Dewajack mm-hmm. back when they used to have bands play up there. Uh, when Billy Nicks would play up there, uh-huh. Little Frank and the Premiers, that he was with them at the time. Uh-huh. All these great bands would come through there. And uh, I just, I don't know, got to know him somehow, you know, running around in there. Uh-huh. And uh, we've had various, you know, hangouts and encounters over the years Well. Um, At the end of 2015, a friend of his passed away Mm. and left him this massive record collection. Okay. And we're talking very deep roots, Americana music, blues, that Uh, sort of a thing. Some stuff you've heard of, some stuff you haven't. Right. Uh, And along with it, Tom and his friend Neil, they had all these stories. Mm. So what we've been doing is we've been diving into these records and then telling these stories. Oh, cool! Talking about the artist, talking about the stories he and uh, the adventures of he and Neil, that uh, sort of thing. Right. And so, um, we're right now we have six episodes in the can. Mm. We're going through. We're tweaking them, trying to get them, you know, perfect right. for for release. Wow. Um, we're trying to get all the logistics, the websites. The um, with this show, we need licensing because we're playing. You know, potentially copyrighted music, so Uh, we have to get you know fully licensed with ASCAP and BMI and all that. So there's a ton of hurdles to go
1: through. Got to call Paul Williams. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it's uh, it's it's been a long haul, but um, yeah. So we have six episodes in the can, and once we get the behind the scenes stuff uh figured out, um, then we'll start putting them out, and we're then we're you know recording. I mean, we have many more to go, Mm -hmm. uh, and we're just gonna put out you know probably one a week. Yeah, uh, yeah. I doing cool. a lot of that, and then um you know that's um like I said, getting back to the anywhere the new drops podcast and then trying to do more writing mm. um, both uh, for you know local stuff interviews, kind of showcasing the local scene mm-hmm. or. Dealing with the world, but also uh, creative writing. You know, I've kind of neglected that the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually a filmmaker. Uh-huh. Uh, I love writing fiction, um, yeah. so I'm trying to get into get back to doing that. Yeah, so find the time to make that you know a priority again. That's
1: cool. So. I, I want to make sure that I give props to Dave Dale um, from Elephant Rescue because he's the one that hooked us up. Yeah, and definitely. it's been yep. it's it's been close, almost a year ago. I think so. It was uh, at LaSalle. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know... I, I had never heard of you and, and I was talking to Dave. He was one of my first podcast guests and he yeah. said, you know, Justin Flagg? Oh, I No, nope, never heard of him. And, uh, so then he's like, anywhere the needle drops. So I went, I listened to his episode first sure, yeah. and, um, I listened to Paul Erdman. I, I had never heard of Paul Erdman. Oh, I listened really? To Paul's, yeah. Paul's episode. And, uh, then you had Billy Nix and, you know, my wife and I, we will change our schedules when he's playing. Sure. And yeah. If we, if we were supposed to be somewhere and he's, we find out he's playing, we, we just go. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen, right? Yep. And so I think, I think I have probably seen Billy play at least fifty times yeah. over the last ten years. Yeah. You know, and every time is just a gem. Oh, and, yeah. And and he's got the best musicians with him and uh he's you such know, a great guy. Terry, Terry and Chandra, you know, just two of the best vocalists you could ever hear. Yeah. And uh I just he he he's definitely a treasure.
0: He is. I would love to sit down with him again because that episode um it was so hard to get him pegged down to yeah. get that episode going right. in the first place, mm-hmm. and then you know basically I had to take what I could when, when we were able to get something on the schedule, mm-hmm. and we recorded at the Croc Center in the middle of the hallway, basically, uh, and the sound was so echo- echoey and terrible. Yeah. And I just feel like there's so much more that um, you know uh, was lost there that I have yeah. to bring back. Yeah, he's such a one of my prized possessions is a picture of him on my birthday at the wood fire when they still had music out uh, there. We went out there for my birthday and, um, you know, he came up and gave me this big hug and said, let's get our picture taken. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been, I've, I've sat with him at his, um, his studio that was built in his parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he, I don't know if he still has that house, but uh, I remember going there. Sitting there watching the Lone Ranger with him, and just talking about life.
1: <laughs> yeah, like that was yeah. there was
0: no real purpose to our our meeting. It was just sort of like, hey, Justin, come on over. Yep. we just hung hung out and watched the Lone Ranger. Yeah. You
1: know, so the great thing about him is he just remembers everything. Yeah, I mean, he's just like a walking encyclopedia. And the stories. Yeah, I mean
0: that story about the I don't know if that made the podcast, but the one with Wilson Pickett on the gun on the bus. Yeah. and just just like the people yep. he's he's gone. He's <laughs> run around with so many people yeah and then he's just the most humble person in the world yeah you know yeah
1: and you did uh you did a really nice uh piece on the midway tavern too yeah. and yeah. uh that's been you know one of our haunts for so many years sure yeah and uh albertina you know she's she's got all the stories oh yeah and uh what 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 a neat neat place and it's uh some of the band, you know, the first time I saw Billy was there, and um, I've seen bands like Kelly Ritchie, Reverend Raven, and the uh, and the Chain Smoking Altar Boys. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I've just seen some really fantastic bands there. They used to have karaoke there. Oh, that that um, was fantastic. I think it was on Friday nights, <laughs> and I can't, I, I can't sing, but I. I'm weird. I'm an introvert, but if you put a microphone in my hand, I'll do anything. Sure, so yeah. I, I I would do very weird karaoke. And I had a friend that he he's a teacher in Fremont now, but he could sing. Yeah, and he would go and just blow everybody away. And then I'd come up, and they'd like, be like, "Why are you up there?" <laughs> I, I tried to do uh I tried to do uh Led Zeppelin Black Dog uh like Elvis and one of the guys told me that I sounded like a cross between Frank Sinatra and Richard Nixon. <laughs> so <laughs> so
0: so that's that, that's my
1: vocal range.
0: <laughs> I think you know I figured something out about karaoke in uh, a year ago. Um I I don't think I've ever done karaoke because I've been too terrified but I, uh-huh. I kind of want to just to tackle that fear and oh, get that adrenaline yeah. rush but uh I go to this event um, thanks to the Rutabaga. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called Snow.
1: There's somebody I need to get on this. Oh, I, they
0: are so, they're so so. I cool. haven't
1: started pursuing them. Yet. I
0: love those guys. Well, if uh, if you need an in, let me know. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll get them on the line for you. Um, they But they go to this event, and it's just this gathering of the most wonderful people, all these musicians. Basically, we hole up in a hotel in the Upper Peninsula in the middle of February mm-hmm. of all times to go to the UP. And um, just, they play a bunch of music and we have a great time. Yeah. And last year on Friday night, uh, after the bands were done playing, this one guy in the group he does this thing called Karaoke Underground, I think he calls okay. it. And first of all, the song selection is not something you're going to find in any of their selection. Uh-huh. It's all like, you know, angry punk rock right. and, then, you know, vulgarity and just uh-huh. you're not going to find anywhere else. Uh-huh. But... The people they get up there uh-huh. and they don't just sing; they perform. Yeah. We're talking people on tables, kicking, right. screaming, just doing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and even if they couldn't sing, mm-hmm. the show they put on—that's the, yeah, that—that was it right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's—I think that's the key. If you can't sing, just come up with a, a shtick. Right. And right. You're good to right. go. Yeah. You
1: know? Well, I'd have to say I have shtick to go along with mine. So, yeah. <laughs> I haven't done it for probably ten years, but yeah, I've had some fun. We used to go to. Uh, I lived in Schomburg for
0: a while. And um, there was a sports bar. It was actually in our parking lot of our Mm -hmm. apartment complex. You could just stumble back and forth Uh as needed. Uh, And they would do a karaoke night. And there was this guy, he must have done... There were a couple of guys. They must have done, like, the local Uh karaoke circuit. Because they both had bits going. Yeah. One guy, he would um he's african-american and he would uh pick um thank god i'm a country boy uh-huh. but um he would change the lyrics to god damn i'm a ghetto boy okay on those lines <laughs> and then there was this other guy who would pick you know neil diamond or sinatra or anything mm-hmm. like that and he would go up there and he would perform wow. i mean he could pull off all of the voices he would get the crowd singing along with them stomping, clapping yeah. and singing it, it was like, this is, you know, a sports bar in yeah. Rolling Metals, Illinois. And uh-huh. You get this kind of you know. That's cool. Uh, yeah.
1: My buddy Drew could slay um, True by Spando Ballet. I mean, just totally slay it. And he did uh, one of the Alanis Morissette songs from um, Bitter Little Pill. Um, the one I want you to know. Oh, you ought to know. Yeah, you ought yeah. to know. He, he, he would slay that too. Nice. And it was just. He he could he got the whole crowd going, and he he had shtick to go along with sure. this too. Yep. The the little uh, the little uh, um, interlude in uh, the You Ought to Know song, uh, he he'd say, "Oh, I'm a butterfly, I'm a butterfly, I'm a butterfly, <laughs> I'm gonna smash you, butterfly!" <laughs> and it's just it's just crazy. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've I mean, I I can't tell you. How much I've enjoyed meeting you. We've had a beer together. We've been a couple music music thingies together. Music meetup. Yeah. M- Michiana music meetup. Yep. So check it out. Check it out <laughs> if you like music, and try to attend one of the events once in a while. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. There's a lot.
1: Of, we have a lot of membership, like constantly
0: yeah. growing people. Yeah. 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 I, don't know I, all... I checked
1: today. Like 118 people. Yeah. 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 So, show up to the shows. Yeah, guys. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 putting a lot up now. I'm just going to start throwing everything up, even if I'm not going, and, and hopefully I was going to ask you about that because
0: there's always a bunch of stuff I have in my calendar that I can't make. Like Dave Dale's doing his thing. Is it tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's doing a thing at LaSalle coming up. Okay. Music, like he's music and storytelling, and mm-hmm. I wish we could go, but we have, I think it's tomorrow night because we have plans with um, friends tomorrow night doing uh-huh. something else, and I can't, right. I can't get it changed. Yeah. But um, yeah, stuff like that. I would love to still put that up there, even though I'm not going Yeah. To check it out. Yeah, I you know?
1: figure, I figure let's just throw it up there, not make it super organized, and just. Th- that way, at least people are aware. Well, and that's the thing—we
0: have such a scene here, and that's yeah. that's one thing I've enjoyed about your show because I am a something of a transplant. I, you know, came mm. to Niles a few years ago, right? And I've been getting to know the Southland music scene, mm. um, and I, and you know, I've done some exploring on my own, but then through your show, there's yeah. all these names I've heard that yeah. I hadn't checked out yet, and I finally gotten a chance to hear them, right? Maybe hear the music, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing. Yeah. So it's been really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and. When I, when you, you asked me why I did the podcast, I didn't know why I did it until I got into it. Yeah. Because, you know, I meet people like you and, and I'm like, you know. This never would have happened. Sure, yeah. You know, I might have accidentally read one of your articles or something like that. I, m- I may have come across it, but I never would have approached you. Sure, yeah. And, and so, you know, we, we meet each other, we hang out. and yep. And, you know, my circle of friends has gone from, like, one to, like, 150 over a year's time. Yeah. You know, I, you know there there's people that, you know, I... Every time I go to South Bend, you know, I run in somebody I know. Yeah. We went Lisa and I went to Vegetable Buddies, they had a Latin dance thing going on. They do it every Wednesday night. Nice. Now you talk about being out of your comfort zone. I, <laughs> I, I I'm not scared to get up and dance, but actually doing foot movements and, yeah. and steps and like that, I'm I'm not good at it. And so we did that and you know, I saw people I knew and it, it was really really just a neat experience. Yeah. yeah. And so Wednesday nights at vegetable buddies, I'll probably be there forever now because nice. Lisa likes it. And, uh, I, I kind of had fun too. Sure. And there's beer, beer there. So and yeah, yeah, you can't
0: go wrong with that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah th- this is, uh, you know, this, uh, getting to meet you getting to meet you know people through you i kind of check out the music that you like and um i'm glad i was able to get one one nugget to you uh with yeah. this area. and they are they're playing at ignition music on the 28th of this month with moxie so if you folks like good music get some tickets. I think it's only 15 bucks a ticket uh, for this one. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, they are great recorded, but live. It's just like they're superstars. Nice. Yeah. They were so happy for the audience they had during that showcase because uh, they said that they normally play in loud bars and indie and people are like, throwing chairs at each other sure, and stuff yeah. like that. And they, they, they said, we actually have an audience paying attention. So yep, <laughs> it was music. Cool. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. That's, that's one good thing. Ignition used to be a little bit subdued, but now people are starting to get into it a little bit good. more. Get so, up and yeah. dancing. Yeah. The chairs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on the show and, and, yeah, uh, got this going. and uh, I'll, I'll give you a copy of this so you can pop it up and nice. do a little cross promo and, and when the new one comes out you know uh if if you and tom want to come in and just talk about talk about that that'd be great yeah for sure I, i i would love to do that or i can come to you guys too
0: family it looks a little different for everyone for some it's mom and dad for others roommates who feel like family